When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, friends. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell. Will Muschamp held his midweek presser today as South Carolina gets ready for the home opener against East Carolina coming up on Saturday, 4 o'clock kickoff at Williams-Brice. And Wes Muschamp was mom on the quarterback situation. He did not name a starter today, and that was the one bit of information that I think a lot of folks were looking to gain from today's press conference. Yeah, well, I think that it's one of those situations where, again, if you're South Carolina, you're probably – going to go for any conceivable advantage you can find. And I, I think, uh, you know, generally with a quarterback, when you have a quarterback battle, unless a guy is just head and shoulders above and you want to sort of give him that confidence boost by saying you're the guy, um, you know, it, it makes sense to sort of continue to hold off on naming a starter each week until somebody just grabs the reins of, of that position. Now, you know, I, I think last week heading into Mississippi State, it made you know all the sense in the world for Perry Orth to be the starter for that game. I think you look at the Mississippi State game and how it played out with McElwain playing the entire second half. You're you're back at home now a little bit, obviously better environment for South Carolina. Uh, I think it would make a lot of sense for Brandon McElwain to get the start. So uh, you know even though Muschamp's not announcing it, not leaning that way, you know at least publicly, I I would sort of uh, estimate my my personal opinion. Uh, would be that that McElwain's probably going to be your guy. Okay, Wes, the Gamecocks turned it over twice in the first half with Orth at quarterback and the loss to Mississippi State this past Saturday night. But then, as you said, freshman Brandon McElwain came in, did not turn the football over, and the Gamecocks scored two touchdowns in that second half, actually outscored Mississippi State 14-3 to in the second half with McElwain running the offense. So, Again, your impression would be that McIlwain will start. Do you think you know they'll run multiple quarterbacks this week, or do you think McIlwain goes the whole way? Uh, you know, I think it's it's still going to be fluid. I, I think you could see the other quarterbacks play, but you know, I, I was probably a little bit less certain that multiple quarterbacks will play this week than I was the first two games. Uh, you know, I, I think you look at what McIlwain did. He did provide a spark. You know, sort of added a different element to the offense, but he also, I, I think. You know, I, th- I thought it was kind of like you get with any freshman. You get the ups and you get the downs. Uh, there were there were some other plays to be made. Um, he missed some balls, missed some passes that uh, were, were plays were there to be made and they were not able to make them. So, uh, you know, I thought it was up and down. It was kind of a, a high-risk, high-reward. You, you had some big plays, though, too. And, you know, I, I think also important to remember, you know, the second half of a game like that, uh, you, you know, you can say – uh, factually, statistically, South Carolina outscored Mississippi State fourteen to three. But when you have a twenty-four to nothing lead on a team, you're sort of um, your play calling defensively is going to be a little bit different. You're probably going to play just a little bit more zone. You're probably going to sit back and and say we're going to keep everything in front of us a little bit more. Right. And you know the de- the defensive line for Mississippi State, I-, I don't think their pass rush was as ferocious in the second half as as it was, especially as the second half wore on you know, as it was in the first half. Those guys, to me, in the first half, looked like a bunch that had something to prove. You know, they were, they were absolutely harassing or 
all first half. That continued a bit in the second half, but as the game sort of wore on and as South Carolina's offense sort of was finally able to chip away and get in the end zone a couple of times, I, I thought Mississippi State um, sort of maybe wore down a little bit, but also sort of, uh, I, I thought, took their foot off the gas a little bit. So I, I think it's always important to sort of put everything in perspective. Um, McElwain gave the offense a spark, but, you know, I also think, man, you, you look at the offensive line play and you say you, you almost have to have a guy that is going to be a little bit of a of a run threat too if, if you're going to play behind this offensive line unless they improve a, a great deal because I, I think you know I mean how how many times Emerson this offseason we talk about the sort of keys for this team and one of them was I I probably said this a thousand times this offseason the offensive line was going to have to carry the offense uh, the offense was only going to go as far as the offensive line the offensive line has veterans the offensive line is going to have to do their job for everybody else to settle in. I mean, we talked about that time and time again, and, and obviously that has not taken place. Right, Wes, let's stay with the offensive line briefly here. The injury to Donnell Stanley forced a little bit of shuffling of the lineup up front for the Gamecock offense. Where do we stand there? Yeah, you know, there's been there's been a lot of shuffling. I personally, you know, was surprised after after things went so well against uh, in the second half against Vanderbilt that they sort of shuffled again. You know this uh, this past week, moving into to Mississippi State, then of course you lose Blake Camper, who I I think you know frankly for a, a sophomore guy who's really playing extensive snaps for the first time, I thought Blake Camper played pretty darn well. He he looks you know like a tackle who can handle the speed rush on the outside. Now they lose him. You know that was sort of announced, um, confirmed again in the press conference today that they will be without Blake Camper until you know they. They're without Donnell Stanley until after the bye week. So uh, it, it's one of those things where their, their depth is sort of gone. Now, um, it, it's good that you had that depth because they, they still have guys that they, they feel comfortable with, but the, the depth has sort of been whittled away. You know, I think um, you're going to see a front five of Zandy, Bailey, Helms, Knott, and D.J. Park in, in some form or fashion, you know, in some order. So uh, they've sort of gotten whittled away there, yeah. you know, Muschamp talked about Malik Young possibly getting some snaps at some point along the way, but I, I think those five are probably going to be your guys. I do think you maybe look at switching Helms and not back uh, with possibly running Helms out there at center and not out there at guard, but it's just going to sort of depend on practice this week and, and what Sean Elliott thinks his best combination is. All right, depth on the offensive line appeared to be a strength for the Gamecocks coming into the season, but here we are just two games in, and the Gamecocks are already down two offensive linemen at least for the next few weeks. Gamecock Central Radio here with Emerson Phillips and Wes Mitchell. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We're on the App Store and on Google Play. It's a free phone app. To subscribe to this podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Wes, Muschamp was critical of the defense, particularly the secondary after the loss to Mississippi State on Saturday night, and he said that effort was a problem, that effort in the secondary was an issue, and he promised changes there. Uh, this was Saturday night immediately after the game, but today during his press conference, he kind of backed off of those comments a little bit and said that the effort wasn't a problem so much as the results. So Muschamp, critical initially Saturday night in the immediate aftermath of the loss, but he did kind of back away from those comments a little bit today. Yeah, and I think that's sort of, um, you know, you watch a game and you see the results and you, you sort of think why you think it's going that way in real time, and then you go back and, you know, the, the film doesn't lie. The film 
can show you so many different things because you can go over it multiple times. And, you know, there, there's 11 guys defensively and 11 guys on the offense that you're trying to watch in any given play. So, I, you know, I think it, it's kind of hard sometimes to, to know what's going on with every guy or almost impossible to know in live action. So, obviously, they went back and reviewed the film. But I, I think, you know what, that's kind of an example of what what we've been saying, kind of an example of just – uh, it is what it is, uh, you know, to sort of still a, a, a classic Spurrier, Spurrierism. I mean, it, it's kind of a situation where obviously these guys are going to have to play better, but uh, some some of it is just the lack of depth, the lack of talent um, at, at certain positions. So, uh, you know, they, they'll go back to fundamentals this week. They'll work on practice. They'll work on tackling in practice, but uh, you know, it, you, they work on tackling every day. So it's not like that's something they have not been doing. So they're just going to have to hope these guys sort of gel as the season goes on, get better as the season goes on, and and sort of go from there. I, I did think it was interesting, Muschamp sort of explaining the difference in, in playing a spread team with athletes and, and playing a team like Vanderbilt, who's who's more of a traditional pro-style offense. Uh, you know, if, if, you, if you miss a tackle in the box, you know, like against Vanderbilt, you know, you got you – got, your teammate's probably right there behind you, and, and a guy gets an extra two, three, four yards. If you miss a tackle against Mississippi State, they're really good at getting guys out on the edge, getting guys to the perimeter, getting their quarterback in a one-on-one situation. And, you know, when you miss a tackle out there, that's the difference between, you know, a, a stop and a third down and a punt and, you know, a 15 or a 50-yard run. Uh, so, you know, Mississippi State, They've always had a good scheme of things, and I think they they showed why um, why that scheme's so popular is because if you miss tackles out there, it it hurts you, especially if you got good enough athletes. And I think I think Mississippi State clearly does. And the Fitz, this is something people aren't really talking about a whole lot. The Fitzgerald kid, uh, you know, didn't really he, he got benched basically the first game for Mississippi State, but he looked like a different player on this past Saturday. He looked calm, comfortable, collected, and I think South Carolina's defensive guys sort of, um, I won't say took him for granted, but they, they misjudged, I think, his athleticism because there were several times when this kid breaks into the open field and you can clearly see the Carolina defenders take a bad angle just because they underestimated his speed. Yeah, Fitzgerald ran good for a big man, no question about that. And he hurt the Gamecocks in Mississippi State's win over South Carolina this past Saturday night. So the Gamecocks are 1-1. One and one. And, Wes, we can turn our attention now to the home opener coming up on Saturday. Uh, the first home game for Will Muschamp as the Gamecocks head coach. First home game of the 2016 season. And East Carolina will be the opponent, Wes. They are 2-0. and oh. And they scored an upset over NC State this past weekend. They've scored 85 points in two games. They're a true spread offense team, although they will run some big packages. They like to run multiple tight ends. They do a lot of different things. They're up-tempo offensively. Muschamp in today's presser said that East Carolina has done a tremendous job of recruiting skilled players in recent years, and they've got some weapons on offense. So talk about what kind of problems East Carolina might present. Four o'clock kick Saturday at Williams-Brice. Yeah, you know, that, that game was not a fluke. I watched, you know, I was watching some other games too, but I watched the majority of that game. And, you know, I would say ECU matched up player for player with NC State. Um, you know, they've been very, very good against Power 5 schools here recently. It's almost not an upset anymore, uh, you know, even if it is by, uh, you know, the lines or, or whatever. 
Uh, but it's it's almost come to be expected that that ECU is going to give some teams fits and is going to beat some teams that most people don't expect them to. So I, you know, I was very very impressed with uh, with their new head coach. I was very very impressed with that team overall. Uh, like I said, they matched up with NC State, and and I think there's actually a lot of carryover uh, for South Carolina uh, as far as the the ECU offensive scheme and the Mississippi State offensive scheme. You know, there, there's obviously going to be differences there, but uh, there's a lot of similarities too, and, and philosophically, especially, the idea is to get you in space to where those missed tackles hurt you. So, you know, I, I think that again, uh, South Carolina, a lot of the, a lot of the same keys to beat Mississippi State uh, this past week are, remain in place this week against ECU, and I'm, I'm sure it worries the coaches that uh, they were not able to do a lot of those things that will be very very important in this game because it, it goes back again. Um, tackling in space. That's the biggest thing, and they'll have to do it this week. Right. East Carolina is going to spread the football around. Their quarterback threw for 297 yards in the win over NC State, and Phillip Nelson, the QB for East Carolina, has got six touchdown passes through two games. ECU beat Western Carolina 52-7 to to open the season, and East Carolina tailback James Summers is averaging eight and a half yards a carry, so East Carolina is going to spread it out, and tackling will be at a premium again this Saturday at Williams-Rice. Yeah, and uh, the starting quarterback can make all the throws they actually have a sort of a change of pace quarterback as well that runs the football and, and it's really really good too sort of a not even necessarily a wildcat I think they let him throw it too but um, you know that that's something to watch as well this this is an ECU team that has weapons and knows how to put their weapons in space so uh, you know I I'm I'm a, I'm a warn people this is probably going to be another close football game you know it's a game South Carolina should win at home but. Once again, just go go ahead and prepare yourself. If you're a South Carolina fan, don't don't go into don't go into this game thinking that that South Carolina is just going to route them at home. You know, you're you're going to be disappointed if that's the case. It's going to be a close game, and I think if you're a fan, you know, you you hope South Carolina can sort of uh, pull away as the game wears on. And and you know what, Emerson, I think in the grand scheme of things, I, I made a post on our board, uh, you know, maybe Sunday night. I'm I'm a little bit not surprised, but a, a portion of the fan base got so upset about the loss to Mississippi State. And I, and believe me, I, I know our, the fans are very, very passionate, and, and I love it because that, that's why I can have a job is because these fans are so into football, and that's why they pack the stadium you know, with 80,000 people. But at the same time, I think we've, we've all got to keep some perspective about this team. Um, this, this is, to me, this is year zero. Um, there's going to be some times where, where this team plays decently and, and looks good, and we're all going to say they're making progress, such as the Vanderbilt game. They they weren't as good as they looked in the second half of the Vanderbilt game. Then there's going to be some times where it's very, very ugly. Mississippi State game, most of that game, they're not as bad as they looked against Mississippi State. Uh, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle of that. Uh, long-term, South Carolina has got to recruit their way out of this hole. There's really no other way around it. Short term, it's about getting to as many wins as possible, trying to find a way to get to six, which I think in the preseason we said they needed to at least split the first four. They still have a good shot of doing that. They actually have a a decent shot at three and one because Kentucky's not very good. So, you know, as far as short term this season, just fans got to just accept it and realize it. South Carolina is going to take some lumps. There's going to be some positive moments, too. They've got to find a way to get to six, 
and develop the young guys while they're at it. So uh, people got to just sit back and sort of enjoy the ride because anybody expecting seven, eight, nine wins, I, I think, uh, is going to be uh, sorely disappointed. Right. The Gamecocks dealt a bit of a tough hand with the schedule to open the season this year. It's the first time in 15 years that any SEC team has had to play three consecutive conference games on the road. And obviously East Carolina coming up Saturday will be the third game of the season, and it's the first home game of the year. So, Wes, continuing with this perspective theme, talk about the importance of home field advantage for South Carolina on Saturday. Not only will it be Will Muschamp's first game as the head coach, he'll be on the Gamecock sideline for the first time at Williams-Brice as the head man, but a lot of young players will be playing their first home games at Williams-Brice in front of the home crowd. And I would think uh, home field advantage, home crowd noise, uh, could really help the Gamecocks this week. You know, it's not going to help you block and tackle, but certainly fan participation, uh, spirited crowd at Williams-Brice could help motivate this team and give them some inspiration. So playing at home will be big on Saturday. Yeah, well, I think the big thing is that it, it you would think it could help them get a quicker start. Um, you know, you sort of hope they can feed off the momentum of the crowd, feed off uh, their fans, and, and sort of get off to a better start. Because I, I think, you know, to me it looked like you know they were they were trying to produce a big play to start the game the other night against Mississippi State with a deep ball to start the game, and uh, you know Debo Samuel pulls up a little bit lame with you know with a hamstring bothering him. So uh, I think they know that they need to start fast. Uh, they're trying to do everything they can to start fast. They need a spark, and this is something where the home field crowd could give uh, South Carolina a little bit of a boost because again it's going to be a it's going to be a tightly contested game I think so in those games you always want to have the home crowd on your side yeah weather should be good this week the four o'clock kick is ideal give everybody plenty of opportunity to get into the stadium and you'll still get home at a reasonable hour on Saturday night so we're really expecting a fun day Saturday for South Carolina and East Carolina the first home game for the Gamecocks here in 2016 Wes Mitchell joining us for a report today he attended the Will Muschamp press conference today and Wes it was a quick presser 15 minutes is about all it was a lot of questions but some brief answers from coach Muschamp he's got his eyes on Saturday's game yeah He's got his eye on it, so do we. Um, obviously, uh, we hope everybody will check us out on uh, on GamecockCentral.com, Emerson. All right, thanks a lot, Wes. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right, sounds good, man. He's Wes Mitchell, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us.